0: The world leader in internet talk radio. Internet talk Radio. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. The internet's most listened to talk radio network. VoiceAmerica.com with Joyce Bender and Disability Matters.
1: Welcome to Disability Matters with your host Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender.
2: And welcome to the show, and we are doing our show today. I am live in Washington, D.C. at the Policy Institute and Kids Speak Up program for the Epilepsy Foundation. And what a great program that is, and I had the great honor this morning of introducing a friend and someone I think so highly of, Congressman Steny Hoyer, who has done so much for Americans with disabilities. And he talked about leadership and how people in office can make a difference in the lives of people with disabilities. And so for me, what a great honor to then have the opportunity to have as our special, very special guest today, Stephen Schmieren, the Honorable Secretary of Labor and Industry for the great state of Pennsylvania. Secretary Schmieren, welcome to our show.
3: Thank you very much, Joyce. It is a pleasure indeed for me to be on your program and talk to you about disability matters in Pennsylvania.
2: Well, it is truly is our honor. And first, on behalf of all Pennsylvanians with disabilities, I want to thank you for your commitment to all of us. Because I do want to say something before I go any further. I did not have to beg, twist, plead for Secretary Schmirin to agree to be on this show to talk about people with disabilities because it is important to him. And that is why we're proud to have him as a leader in our state. So, Secretary Schmier, I have to ask you this question, while you were a young man in college at the University of Pittsburgh and then later on at Duquesne University studying law, did it ever occur to you that someday you would be in this prestigious role running Secretary of Labor position for Pennsylvania?
3: Oh, it would have probably been the furthest thing from my mind, uh, especially working in state government. Uh, I was just trying to uh, graduate from uh, Pitt and then uh, get my law degree, which uh, I was successful from Duquesne University. And uh, state government uh, working there now for the past two years has been a uh, new and enlightening uh, experience for me. There really is no college prep course or no manual that uh, anyone can provide you. It's truly on-the-job training.
2: Well, yes, I would think it would be, but you know that also shows all of us and all of the young people listening to the show that you know you just never know what powerful position you can end up being in, leading this country, uh, as you have been moved into. But I do agree with you that I'll bet there is no college prep course for moving into a role in the government. I must say that you've made that transition very well.
3: Thank you very much. And, and
2: here you are today heading the fifth largest agency in Pennsylvania, which, by the way, in our state of Pennsylvania, that's approximately 6,000 employees because my company, Lender Consulting Services is actually headquartered in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, although we work across the United States and Canada. So, you know, since we were just talking about no college course could prepare you for this, I have to ask you, Secretary, what was it like for you moving from being in the private sector to moving into this role in the government?
3: It was not as difficult as many might have or to undertake this type of position, because in my private sector position as an attorney, I dealt with many of the offices in labor and industry. Specifically, we provide services for unemployment compensation, workers' compensation, and a variety of uh, labor law programs. So I did have experience relative to those programs and involvement with many of the staff here at Labor and Industry in Harrisburg and throughout the state. But then again, when I came here the first day and you see that uh, you're responsible for 6,000 employees, but also you have a strong commitment for all the customers in Pennsylvania, that is the uh, challenge and that's the uh, difficult position that you're in. That you must make sure all the customers are served uh, in accordance with the mission of labor and industry. So it's been a tremendous challenge for me, but I also believe my background and experience was helpful uh, to help me overcome a lot of those challenges. And now after two years, I feel like it's uh, old hat, as they say.
2: Well, how about that? You, could, you would maybe be able to design that class we were talking about to prepare people. As, as I told the secretary at the break, before we started, I feel that being in his role is similar to being a surgeon. You must be cool, calm, collected, obviously very effective and competent, but under tremendous stress at all times. So you're doing a really great job, and we're proud to have you, Secretary.
3: Thank you very much. I
2: wanted people with disabilities, not only in Pennsylvania, but across the United States, we have, of course, 54 million Americans in the United States with disabilities. One in five people have a disability, but I I wanted Pennsylvanians and all people with disabilities to know more about you because you impressed me so much the first time I met you, Secretary, and I heard you speaking, and when I heard you speak at this event I went to in Pittsburgh, someone asked you, well, what do you know about you know, disability, and your answer was that I don't know about disability issues as it relates to employment. I want to learn, and I will learn. And I was just so impressed, you know, with with your uh, desire, and it was genuine, to learn as much as you can about helping Pennsylvanians with disabilities gain employment. And, and the other thing I have to add that really impressed me is just that you are a very kind man, not condescending, just a really good leader and a kind person. And for that reason, I wanted everyone to know about you because they need to know that we have a Secretary of Labor that that cares so much about us. So I have to ask you this. Prior to joining Governor Rendell's administration, had you worked before with people with disabilities or with disability issues, or was this your first time?
3: This was my first experience. I grew up in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, and I can honestly say that
4: uh, growing
3: up there I did have exposure because uh, within a couple miles of my house was the Hiram G. Andrews Rehabilitation Center.
4: So that I had
3: the exposure to see people with disabilities, to see people in a wheelchair, and to understand that uh, Uh, They need, people with disabilities need transportation. There were many, many issues affecting people with disabilities in Johnstown growing up, but I didn't have the exposure prior to this job outside of my uh, early years in Johnstown. I took that as a challenge, and I took that as a responsibility since, uh, as secretary, I'm the chairman of the Office of Vocational Rehabilitation, the board And while I am the chairman, I feel it's my responsibility to attend board meetings. It's my responsibility to make sure the issues are being addressed that are raised by board members and also by staff. So while I may have had experience in unemployment compensation and workers' compensation, I had none as far as uh, vocational rehabilitation, so I took that as a challenge, and if I'm going to accept that challenge,
4: then I have
3: to understand what the issues are, and most importantly, to have a staff that I feel will help answer the issues, help make this governor and this administration answer the needs of people with disabilities for work in Pennsylvania, for living and Succeeding in Pennsylvania.
2: I hope you're, if you're not, if you heard this show today, you know all my shows are archived and you have to tell everyone else to listen to this because this is the type of leader we need in this country. Did you hear the words he said? that when there's a board meeting, he feels it's his responsibility to go to Secretary Schmarin. May I tell you, I wish it was like that everywhere, but it isn't. And sometimes people with disabilities are not on the radar screen. So we really are very appreciative of you keeping us.
3: Well, thank you, Joyce, but I think that's the least I can do you assume a responsibility, you assume a position, and I am accountable uh, to the governor, I'm accountable to the General Assembly, which is the legislative branch in Pennsylvania, so that I must uh, make them look good, I must answer their concerns, and all customers in Pennsylvania, all residents of the Commonwealth, that's what we're here to do.
2: And I often wonder why people, even national leaders in our country, don't remember that, you know, with 54 million Americans with disabilities, that's a lot of votes.
3: Yes, it is.
2: That's a lot of votes. And with that Help America Vote Act, you know, we feel there are at least 13 million people we could get registered to vote. And that's a lot of votes. And By the way, remember, as I tell you frequently on my radio show, if you aren't registered to vote, you should always be registered to vote because that is how we make a difference. Don't you agree with that, Secretary? I
3: I agree tremendously. Your voice, for it to be heard, the one true place is at the ballot box. And if you're not registered, all the complaining in the world goes unanswered, and the only place that your voice will be heard, regardless of whether you are a person with a disability or not, is at the uh, ballot box, and
4: uh,
3: in this country, uh, regardless of where you live, you must vote.
2: That's right. I agree. I also wanted to make one comment. You mentioned the Hiram G. Andrews Center. That is really a great facility uh, that we have in the state of Pennsylvania in Johnstown, that in addition to being a hospital or a place for rehabilitation, also provides training for people with disabilities because we have at our company had people referred from there that we hired. And, you know, people are often surprised when they go to Johnstown and see how large that center is, Secretary.
3: Oh, it is. uh, I was just looking at some notes I had jotted down, and, we serve, in, in 2004, we served over 1,675 Pennsylvanians at the center. It's a, as you indicated, Joyce, a comprehensive program, uh, education, counseling, uh, evaluation, medical maintenance, therapy, and it is an all in a barrier-free environment, so uh, we have I have always said the best-kept secret uh, in Pennsylvania in the Hiram G. Andrews Center, and we have succeeded there with the tremendous help of uh, Congressman John Murtha. He's been a godsend for that
4: area, and
3: what he has done for the center in the past 25 years has been tremendous.
2: Yes, he has, and my hat is off to him for that. Well, listen, we're going to go to break for a moment, but then we'll be back with the Honorable Secretary of Labor and Industry for the State of Pennsylvania, Secretary Stephen Schmierin. We'll be right back. You're listening to Joyce Bender on voiceamerica.com.
0: The world leader in Internet talk radio. You're listening to voiceamerica.com.
1: and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com
5: I'm Garcelle Bove nylon When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are 2.5 million Americans with the condition, and 1 in 10 Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Have you put down
6: the morning paper in disgust because they weren't reporting what you wanted to read? Have you wondered why there aren't more women's voices in the news? Well, so have I, and we're about to change that. This is former Minnesota State Senator Ember Rice-Scott Young. I hope you'll join me for a new radio show every Thursday all about women on the move. We'll look at what's missing in the news, the issues often ignored in mainstream media, like how does Social Security reform really affect women? Why is the Department of Labor proposing to stop collecting workforce data on women? What role will women play in Iraq's new government? We'll create that debate right here. The Ember Reichscott Young Show will have prominent women you know and inspiring women you don't know. We'll share stories of women's leadership, courage, and vision. We just need you to be part of the conversation, so join us for the Ember Reichscott Young Show every Thursday at 1 p.m. Central Time. It's all about you, women on the move, on voiceamerica.com. Hi, this is Dora Bush, and you're listening to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender on voiceamerica.com.
0: The world leader in Internet talk radio. radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment,
1: please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender.
2: Welcome back to our show, and we are talking to the wonderful Secretary of Labor and Industry for the State of Pennsylvania, the Honorable Secretary Stephen Schmierman. And I think we have a caller on the line. Reed, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Go ahead with your question.
3: Uh, Secretary
4: Schmierman, I'm glad to be able to talk to you. Um, The Office of Vocational Rehabilitation in Pennsylvania has a basically established a priority to serve individuals with a disability who choose to want to go to, or pay for tuition for college. My question is, for those individuals who are
3: severely disabled, um, and that's not really an option for them, but they want to work competitively in the community, um, how do you see OVR being able to uh, work with uh, spreading the equity uh, of their funding um, to help those to be able to achieve a uh, uh, job in, in the workplace, in the community? I think that's a great question, Reed. I, although I believe it's two separate uh, problems. One, making sure we maximize and get as many students with disabilities college tuition funding. And we've tried to address that. The board uh, adopted a policy, I know, in probably the first board meeting I ever attended in 2003 in March, so that that is one goal, to maximize the number of students with disabilities receiving funding and receiving the opportunity to attend college. The next issue is how do we find employment for people with disabilities, severe disabilities that want to work? And that's the responsibility of our counselors, our vocational counselors in Pennsylvania. We have, <coughs> excuse me, over 425 counselors who are there to serve, to help to try to find jobs for people with disabilities and severe disabilities and to find the best possible job for them and also to work with employers in Pennsylvania to promote and try to convince employers that their best method of hiring an an employee is a person with a disability because the results will be most favorable. So as far as answering specifics as it relates to uh, finding the jobs, I think we feel you have to work with the vocational counselor to find out where that individual believes his or her best uh, place of employment would be considering where he or she may live and reside in Pennsylvania, and then work closely with that uh, vocational
4: counselor.
2: And, Reed, thank you very much for calling in. That was an excellent question. <clears throat> and in a little bit, we're going to talk about that in even more. So thank you for calling. Thank you very much. My pleasure. <clears throat> I think we have another caller on the line. Penny? Yes. Go ahead, Penny.
7: Good afternoon. I have a question for the um, Secretary. I was wondering with the previous mention by Ms. Bender of the Help America Vote Act, as as we know at HAVA, um, what the state was doing to ensure the validity of the assessment findings to ensure that Pennsylvanians with disabilities do have an equal opportunity to cast their vote.
3: That... uh Penny would not fall within our jurisdiction. We have, in Pennsylvania, a Department of State. And the, the Department of State oversees all of the elections in Pennsylvania to guarantee that people with disabilities have access to the polls have the ability to be registered. So while uh, my department oversees vocational rehabilitation and many of the departments within OVR, we do not have any involvement uh, with uh, guaranteeing that uh, people with disabilities are eligible to vote and other than to get them in contact with Department of State representatives to make sure they're registered, to make sure they're eligible to vote, and to make sure that uh, the voting booths are uh, suitable and can be uh, attained and uh, individuals can have access, uh, individuals with disabilities have full access.
4: May I ask
7: a follow-up question? Yes, go ahead. Um, With the Pennsylvania's transition to the Uniform Construction Code, um, which uses the International Building Code, can you tell me which version L&I is enforcing?
3: The Uniform Construction Code was adopted, became law in Pennsylvania in 1999. Uh, It took approximately four-plus years to develop regulations, and those regulations were finally approved in April 2004, which is when the Uniform Construction Code became law in Pennsylvania. What that code does is tries to provide uniformity for the 2,500-plus municipalities within the Commonwealth so that they are geared to one international building code. I believe there are 13 codes that uh, Pennsylvania has adopted so to make up one uniform code in Pennsylvania. They each is separate, whether it be the... Heating, ventilation, whether it be electrical, whether it be for plumbing, and those codes make up the Uniform Code in, in Uniform Construction Code in Pennsylvania. There is an Accessibility Board here at Labor and Industry in Pennsylvania that can receive challenges, variances, to make sure that. Uh, all building and development in Pennsylvania satisfies the requirement of that code.
7: Okay, is there a mechanism in place for L&I to um, ascertain which municipalities are using which which code? Uh, the reason I'm asking is our firm provides accessibility um, guidance to a wide range of businesses, and we get a lot of calls asking, you know, which code should we be using, and it, it was sort of upsetting to us that that wouldn't be a well-known fact.
3: Which should be, I believe it is, I can uh, have my if you would contact my press office they will gladly since that's not part of oVR I could give you a press office phone number or you can email them at uh, the email would be dli press at state pa us uh, but to answer you that those municipalities the 2500 municipalities in Pennsylvania have the ability or they had the option actually last year to determine if they would adopt the code or they wanted the state to enforce it and in Pennsylvania over 90% of the municipalities elected adopt in which means they enforce it but they cannot pick and choose which part of the the, uh, International Building Code they would uh, accept or not, they have to adopt the entire code. So there should not be the disputes or uh, maybe there's a lot of misinformation uh, out there, but if you would email or the phone number to our press office, they could uh, get you in contact with individuals with our UCC department. The phone number is 717 area code 787-7530 and they can a- answer specific questions as far as uh, the code and the municipalities because we do have a list of all 2500 plus municipalities and what they have determined uh, whether they're locked in or opt out.
7: Well thank you for the information. Okay. Hey,
3: well,
2: thank, thank you, you very for much for calling in. Thank you for that question for the secretary.
7: You're very
2: welcome. And Secretary Schmier, and you know, going back to the other gentleman who called in Reed, you know Pennsylvanians with significant disabilities face the greatest unemployment, although, of course, let me make this clear, it's the same across the rest of the United States, you know, not just in Pennsylvania. And I know that Jenny Thornburg, uh, who works for uh, the National Organization on Disability, when they had released at NOD that survey that you know only 35% of people with significant disabilities who want to work are working, Um, why do you think this is? Why, Why do you think we have this problem gaining employment for people with significant
3: disabilities? I'm not sure I have the easy answer, but I think from being here at labor and industry over two years now, I think one of the most important areas that we have to continue to address is the awareness factor in the business community. Too many employers, whether it be a stigma, whether it be they're not educated, they just don't understand what advantage there is to hiring a person with a disability. And again, I think the best way to overcome that problem is educating the employer community, letting them know the pluses, letting them know that when they hire a person with a disability, they are getting an individual that the success rate far exceeds the general population. They're getting an individual who will show up to work, will be there on time, will not have absenteeism problems. They will not have the drug and alcohol issues that we hear too often about, so that, again, I think a lot of it is educating the employer community and also getting our message out there more and more that uh, when you hire a person with a disability, you are getting a reliable employee, not for the short term, but for the long term, and that you will be truly satisfied with that individual.
2: Very great words, and I, of course, agree with you, because just this morning here at the uh, Public Policy Institute, Congressman Hoyer said when they signed the ADA they remember, we're looking at people's ability, the ability to work. And Americans with disabilities and Pennsylvanians with disabilities want to contribute and pay back into our system. And with that, we're going to go to break. We've been talking to someone who cares about people with disabilities and who is fighting for equality for Pennsylvanians with disabilities, the Honorable Secretary of Labor and Industry, Secretary Stephen Schmiering. This is Joyce Bender, the voice of voiceamerica.com. We'll be back.
0: the world together. You're listening to America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com. At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated,
1: our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com.
5: I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and 1 in 10 Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Thank you
4: for calling voiceamerica.com.
5: Hello, this is Rory
3: Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the greyhound. Learn about the history of the greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption efforts of the former race dogs. If you own a greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific, right here on America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to America's voice, Voice voiceamerica.com.
1: Welcome back to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. If you have a question or comment for Joyce or a guest, please call toll-free at one 888 335 5204 Now back to Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender.
2: And we are back to the show talking to the Secretary of Labor, Secretary Stephen Schmerin from the Department of Labor and Industry. And I think we have a caller on the line. Uh, Judy, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Go ahead, please.
8: Hi. Uh, Hi. Secretary uh, Schmerin. thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate listening to you. And Joyce, thank you so much for uh, always bringing such great guests uh, to people in the disability community. My I greatly appreciate it. Uh, the question that, that, uh, I wanted to ask you, I think, is, is twofold. Um, I know that, uh, you have in place that the labor, uh, and industry has in place, uh, supports to provide employees with, uh, technical assistance, uh, uh especially to help them, uh, uh, do site modifications, uh, for specialized or adapted machinery, um, uh, you know, grants of around $50,000 for people who, who have small businesses of 100, uh, employees or less. I was wondering if you could, uh, talk a little bit more about that. ICANN project.
3: Not a problem. And, uh, thank you for calling, Judy, and thank you for those kind words. The ICANN project in Pennsylvania, which is the independent capital access network, is, uh, uh, we believe, a key component of the Commonwealth's plan to assist, as you indicated, private sector businesses in Pennsylvania. The fund was established for the purpose of providing grants to small businesses to support purchase of specialized or adaptive equipment uh, necessary to hire, retain, and promote qualified individuals with disabilities. Uh, Why it's there when state and federal law does not otherwise require these accommodations, this ICANN funding is there and we can, uh, the companies are eligible for $50,000 for each fiscal year per employee for the purchase of these, uh, or for the purchase of the equipment. So we view this as another tool, another incentive in this state to encourage employers to hire individuals with disabilities. And again, it's a valuable tool. It's there for employers to utilize uh, to give them to help with the, the hiring of individuals with disabilities.
8: Which I think is really an excellent idea, uh, especially in light of the fact that uh, you see so much uh, press coverage on how much the uh, ADA is going to cost uh, uh, small businesses and uh, that they aren't going to be able to uh, provide uh, these people with, with any sort of technical assistance and they're going to be forced by the government to do this. So I, I think that it's a wonderful program. Um, I was wondering, um, I, I have another question, uh, I am with the Epilepsy Foundation, and um, I was wondering how we can partner with the uh, OVR and, in letting employers or, or small businesses know that this funding is av- available. Uh, is there any way to partner with OVR on that? Oh, and- I think
3: the message has to get out there, and the key is... Judy, how we do that message, there's no blueprint, there's no magical way. But again, it's getting the message out, whether it be at seminars, symposiums, uh, whatever the Epilepsy Foundation can do, we would welcome that uh, help and assistance. I think what we need in Pennsylvania, and probably in the other 49 states also, is to let employers know the incentives that are out there there's more than the I can network incentive there are other state incentives the uh, there's a employment incentive tax credit that uh, any employer that hires a person with a disability from a vocational rehabilitation referral can also receive a tax credit for Uh, I believe up to $2,700 the first year of employment. There's partial credit. So that, again, that message has to be given and put out to the employer community. There are many federal tax incentives also. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's out there. We just have to get the information to employers to, to let them know that not only does it make sense to hire a person with a disability, there's also the possibility of tax incentives. There's the possibility of equipment grant through the ICANN program that we have in Pennsylvania and many other states have. So that I guess the easy answer is we have to partner with those agencies and those well-known agencies like the Epilepsy Foundation to do what we can to make employers aware of the benefits of hiring an individual.
8: Right, and, and we also are, uh, offer free services to employers to uh, uh, educate them about epilepsy and to uh, let them know, you know, uh, what can be done in the office. And just because someone may have epilepsy does not mean that they are not going to be a contributing employee. Uh, Joyce is, a, I, I think, a, an exceptional example of a person with epilepsy who has been you know, quite successful uh uh, and not everyone is like Joyce, and some people have uh, probably have other needs. And uh, you know, we I, I think it's just very important to get the message out and to uh, employers, small and large, uh, about people with disabilities. And, uh, and I, I just want to tonight. I, I yes. just
2: want to say, Secretary Schmier, and Judy Payner is the executive director of the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central Pennsylvania. But she is known nationally for the work she has done. She is very highly thought of. And Judy, uh, I think it is an excellent idea. You know, Secretary Schmierin is very innovative. And one thing I can tell you is we all need to work together in order yes. to
8: achieve these goals. So you right.
2: know, we I need think get, that's we a need great to idea have the same, to work with
8: them. Uh, public relations, I think, as as the other side. Correct. Uh, I think we really need to develop a, a really good message uh for employers to know, you know, the benefits of, of hiring people with disabilities. And uh, uh thank you for all the work that you're both doing.
3: Thank you, Judy.
8: Thank thanks you, for Barbara. calling, Judy.
2: Thank right, you. thanks. Bye. Okay, I think we have one more caller on the line. Well, hello? Hello? Go ahead. Go ahead, caller. This is uh, Celia. Uh, I know that uh, the state does a pretty good job of hiring disabled people. What I'm interested in knowing, how many of them ever get into management?
3: Well, I don't know that we keep those statistics, but I can tell you, and I think it's my responsibility, and I had the tremendous help from the governor that here at OVR, Vocational Rehabilitation in Pennsylvania. We had the opportunity, our executive director retired last year and I had the uh, responsibility and I took it seriously with the board to hire a new executive director and I said to the governor that the best qualified candidate should get the job and I was happy, and I was tremendously pleased that the individual we hired is a person with a disability. So yeah, I believe. Yeah, that's
2: fine, but that's just one instance. But that, there are people out there that are handicapped that are in, are working 10, 15 years, and they never get out. They're, yeah, they're so yeah, so yeah. to I'm going to that. If you don't mind, Secretary, I'd like to Not answer that. Not a problem. First geez. of all, Celia, so thank you for asking that question because you know you are hitting the whole problem in this country right on the money you know although I want to tell you we're doing so much in Pennsylvania compared to other states that I've been in this is the problem Celia that a lot of people with disabilities are underemployed they're employed but they're underemployed and what the secretary talked about before is the reason for that is this attitudinal barrier that he's saying we need to work on with the private industry because until we are able to get to employers and break down that discrimination that does exist, you know, people with disabilities will not move as they should, although you probably know, of course, who Justin Dart was, the great general uh, that helped get the ADA through, and you know, as he would always say. you know, the ADA was signed in 1990, implemented in 1992, but we still have a long way to go. Think of the Civil Rights Act in, of 64. Do I not wish racism was gone? But, you know, it's still there. Uh, but if we have more people, Celia, like you, speaking up, asking those good questions, and leaders like the Secretary, we will be able to move forward if we work together. And thank you very much for calling. Secretary, I do have a question for you. As you can see, you're very popular here. So I'm, I'm going to hold off a of questions just for a few minutes so I can uh, ask the secretary a couple other questions. You know, secretary, I believe that because you have this background from the private sector and then moving into the government and you are a very caring, humble man, I believe that you could become a national leader in this country in the area of driving competitive employment for Pennsylvanians with disabilities. I believe you could be a role model because there are many people with the frustration that you heard in Celia's voice. There are many Americans with disabilities across the United States in that very same stage, but I believe we have someone that really gets it with you. And In your opinion, what challenges or what message would you like to give to business leaders in Pennsylvania? Because it is my dream to support you, Secretary Schmerin, so that you can become a role model for other secretaries in this country.
3: Well, I appreciate those kind words, Joyce. My message to employers in Pennsylvania is that the time is way past We have to be progressive. We have to be innovative, but we also have, when I travel throughout the state, I continuously hear, and every survey seems to justify the the comments that we have a difficulty finding employees, skilled employees to perform work in Pennsylvania, that we no longer are, we have an aging population. We have a workforce that is aging. We have to be new and innovative, yet here's an untapped resource with people with disabilities. They want to work. People with disabilities want to work in all fields. They don't want to be limited. As you heard Celia say, that they want to become management. They want to become supervisors. So here's this entire untapped potential of a workforce that here exists in Pennsylvania, and I'm sure it exists all states in this country. So we have to get that message out there to the employers that they have to hire people with disabilities because that will be helpful for their keys to success as an employer and also help employees with
4: disabilities.
2: And with those words, great words, we're going to go to break and we'll be right back with the Honorable Secretary of Labor and Industry. Secretary Stephen Schmiering. This is Joyce Bender, The Voice, of voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back.
0: The world leader in Internet talk radio. You're listening to voiceamerica.com. At Vendor Consulting
1: Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com.
5: I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, In
1: today's world, it's hard to find the truth with anything. Is there such a thing as the truth?
6: Where and how can I find it?
1: Will someone just give it to me straight? Tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific for Mario Verdot, an exciting new show that will give it to you straight every time and tackle the truth behind everything from political issues and crime to vocational and career counseling. So log on and tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific on America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com.
6: Hi, this is Dora Bush, and you're listening to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender on voiceamerica.com.
0: The world leader in Internet talk radio. radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, please call toll-free at
1: 1-888-335-5204. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender.
2: And welcome back. And we have had the great, great honor of having the Pennsylvania Secretary of Labor and Industry, the Honorable Secretary Stephen Schmierin, on the show today. And you know, once again, as I told all of you, it speaks volumes about how he is, that there was no hesitation saying yes. I'd be happy to be on this show. Thank you again, Secretary.
4: It's
3: my pleasure, Joyce.
2: Well, Secretary, one thing we did not get to talk about that I wanted to just hit on for a moment here is I know you do a lot of work in Pennsylvania collaborating with the career links for employment, of course, and making them accessible. Do you want to talk about that for a moment?
4: Sure, Joyce.
3: The career links in Pennsylvania are our one-stop shopping so to speak, and the career links, regretfully, based upon a survey that was done throughout the state, found we were deficient in various areas for people with disabilities. So working with my Workforce Development Deputy Secretary, Sandy Vito, we are committed in a project called Raise Up, and uh, that project's goal is to ensure that all career links in Pennsylvania are fully accessible To people with disabilities and why that's important. This year, uh, Governor Rendell's budget uh, is committed to workforce development and uh, what he has identified as Job Ready Pennsylvania where he is proposing uh, over $100 million in new state funding for job creation for individuals so that we can get all Pennsylvanians employed. This is inclusive. It's not an exclusive policy, and it does cover people with disabilities. And how can people with disabilities get the jobs if they can't get to the career links? And that's uh, our goal at the labor and industry, to have them fully accessible so that they can utilize the services that all Pennsylvania career links have to offer.
2: That is wonderful. And uh, Secretary, if they have any questions at all about any of the issues we've discussed, um, where do they go on the website to obtain information for the Department of Labor and Industry?
3: Well, there is uh, on our website, the uh, site is www.state.pa.us, and the keyword would be disability services www.state.pa.us and the keywords disability services and in Pennsylvania we do have a toll-free number for our office of vocational rehabilitation and that is 1-800-442-6351 and that number again is 1-800-442-6351 so. Hopefully, the site and the toll-free number will help uh, Pennsylvanians with any questions they may have or find uh, information as to what we offer at the Office of Vocational Rehabilitation.
2: And I also want to say that we want to extend our best wishes in leadership to Bill Gannon, your Executive Director of Vocational Rehabilitation. We want to wish him the very best, and we will make sure that you know we have him later this year also as a guest as we have different executive directors of VR on our show, but we're proud to have him in Pennsylvania.
3: Well, I will extend those best wishes to him, and I can tell you that he's been a wonderful director since uh, the beginning of the year, and I think uh, nothing but good things will happen in Pennsylvania with uh, Bill's help.
2: Well, that's wonderful. I wanted to ask you, uh, before we leave, you've worked now with Governor Rendell, uh, Secretary Schmierin. In the time you've worked with him, what leadership lessons have you learned from him?
3: Governor Rendell is a, uh, a unique leader. He's driven, he's committed, he's hardworking, but Governor Rendell, I think one of the First things I learned early on about uh, his type of leadership is he allows you to be a leader. He's not, uh, doesn't get bogged down with uh, cabinet meetings or just protocol. He'd rather have you get out there among the populace to understand what the issues are. I can't find out about what the issues are in Pennsylvania involving people with disabilities unless I'm out in the communities, unless I'm out attending meetings to try to find out what the problems are. And that was his message from day one. And uh, he's also the type of individual that he's focused and he had a list of goals. And in Pennsylvania, as with many states, it's politics, but he was committed and he took those goals and would not waiver and he's been able to have most of those goals if not all of them passed in the first two years he's been the governor of the state of Pennsylvania so it taught me that you have to be committed and you have to be driven to get your message and your agenda across and that's what I believe he sent that message to every cabinet secretary that you have to stay focused stay committed in the end you'll succeed because the residents will see that you are trying to do what you promised or try to do what you started out to in, uh, in this great state.
2: Yes, and I also I want to thank Governor Rendell for standing up nationally for people with disabilities, as I know he did at a meeting. And therefore, I know that with your help, Secretary, we will make this state a state where people with disabilities are employed and contributing back. I wanted to ask you in closing, do you have a message for our listeners today with disabilities, maybe a young person in Pennsylvania or an adult, anyone seeking employment but struggling, you know, do you have a message for them?
3: Oh, the message is clear that you cannot give up and that uh, there are good times are ahead and that we as a state understand that we have a role to play and our role is to make sure every Pennsylvania every Pennsylvanian who wants to work can find a good family-sustaining job here in Pennsylvania, and that's in Pennsylvania. How we do that is it was twofold. The first step was through economic stimulus, and the second step is job-ready PA by making sure in Pennsylvania that we have a trained and educated workforce and that no Pennsylvanian should be excluded from that ability to work, and uh, if, if you have seen those barriers, if you've seen those obstacles, stay the course, make the phone calls, let us know, and we will investigate and we will try to get you the training, the education, so that you can succeed.
2: No Pennsylvanians left behind, no Pennsylvanians excluded, Secretary Schmirin. Thank you so much for being our leader, and for taking time to be on this show, and most importantly, for including all Pennsylvanians with abilities. Thank you so much.
4: Thank you. It was our honor
2: to have you. And in closing, I I end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader. And since I had the great honor of being with my friend, Congressman Hoyer, this morning, I am going to read you a quote from what he said just this morning. And that was, he said, I remember when we were passing the ADA, my fellow congressman knew then that the ADA was just words put on paper. Words put on paper. Now, we need to act on it. Congressman Denny Hoyer, we love you too. This is Joyce Bender, the voice of voiceamerica.com.